Welcome to season four of the Be Your Own Kind podcast. I am so excited to share some new ideas and experiences with you and also introduce some more wonderful, fantastic people on the platform. Be sure to visit our site, www.beyourownkind.com to be able to keep up with the latest news and the latest blogs and content. Also, we have a Facebook community that involves giveaways, touch base, and exclusive deals. If you like the content, be sure to tip your girl Lamarcha T on Kofi, located at ko-fi.com backslash beyourownkind24. Thanks again for your continued support and enjoy the episode. Good evening, Kaya. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. Pretty well. First off, I know I said this offline, but thank you so much for, um, responding and accepting my invitation to be on the podcast today. I really appreciate it. Oh, of course. Thank you for having me. Yes, I um, was on your side. I was on Pinterest. That's how I found you, actually. Okay. And um, I was um, having a love-hate relationship with my hair, and I'm just like, ah! So I was looking up, like, <laughs> natural, natural stuff on Pinterest, and I came across naturallyyou.com, mm-hmm. and not only did it have, like, things about hair, things about skin, about um, eating correctly and things of that sort. And I just loved it because one of the article that I saw was about moisturize, moisturize, moisturize. So, yep. um, yeah, so it doesn't itch as bad. So thank you for that. Anyway, <laughs> I noticed okay. that uh, you did mention that you've been natural for 25 years. Yep, I can't believe it myself. <laughs> like what encouraged you to go natural? Uh, looking back 25 years ago, um, I was just having scalp burns. I was I was just getting like scalp burns had become such a problem for me. Um, and I don't remember exactly when this started, like if it started right off the bat when I first started relaxing my hair, but I started to get scalp burns. And I said to myself, if my scalp burns again, I'm gonna cut my hair off. Now, I don't know if I really intended to follow through on that, but I did. <laughs> So the next time I got a relaxer, my scalp burned and it was so bad that my hair was like sticking to my scalp. Like it was really, really burned. Um, so I just went upstairs into my mom's bathroom and chopped all my hair off. And wow. yeah. And now at this point, my hair wasn't super long. Like I had been wearing my hair short at the time. So it's not like it was like, you know, down to my shoulders or anything, but still I definitely felt a shift um, when I did that. And it wasn't the best haircut I've ever had, but I, I felt good. I, I liked it. I mean, it was like, it was like very, like a big shift. Like it felt like something has just changed. And it did. I mean, 25 years later, here I am. Wow, your hair looks so beautiful and so healthy. Um, I, I tip my hat out to you, off to you, because I didn't do a big chop. I tried to gradually do it, gradually cut it. That works too. And then the girl, uh, a girl was like, no, we're no, you need to let it go. Either you're in or out. And then she just <laughs> cut it one day and hurt my feelings. Like, <laughs> she was like, let it go. <laughs> we all have that one, that one person, that one friend that's like, okay, let, let's do this. <laughs> yeah, she's like, it's curly up here and straight down here. It looks weird. Mm-hmm. So she just, she finished it off. So people that like do the big chop, um primarily i'm just like oh okay initially i'm just like oh okay good for you 
yeah, I mean, you know what? I'm all about transitioning if that works. My sister mm-hmm. transitioned. She probably took maybe a year or so to transition. Just cut it off little by little. She wore braids while she just, you know, snipped off the ends. That's a great way to transition too. Whatever works for you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I if to be honest, I can be transparent. I am not natural because, you know, um, I had any epiphanies or anything. Like I actually was getting the same burns that you, but I, as you, but I didn't care. I loved my rap. Yeah. I loved the bouncy flow, but I went to y'all did. the dermatologist, <laughs> and he was like, and he was he was a white doctor, and he was he handled it very gingerly. He said, "I have I I, I he's like I I have these problems with my African American um um patients," and he was like, "You have eczema very bad." This part oh. burning through your skin. I mean, I had holes, I had migraines, wow. but I, all for my rap though. You know, yes. it was for a cause. And he was like, "You, you're just gonna be miserable. You have that that perm is not good. This and that." And I think I had a migraine for like three days straight, and mm. that's when I decided it's not my problem. Yeah, I hear you. That's yeah. amazing that your doctor was one. He was aware that that was an issue, and then he spoke on it, and then he, you know helped you to make that change that's I mean that's really impressive to me yeah and he gave me the the, the shampoo he was like this could this is just you know settle it because I don't want to force you you know he said he's gotten pretty much cursed out by I'm sure <laughs> so maybe he learned some trial and error how to, yes. how to say it <laughs> that's something tricky to bring up it really is <laughs> right you talking about yeah. black women hair you know what I'm yes. saying um, yes you don't that's that's tricky <laughs> right and so like i said he handled it so gingerly and he gave me the shampoo and he was just like you know it was kind of one of them you need to do it but do what you want type ending mm-hmm. like it's not good for you but if you want to do it here's a prescription <laughs> for the shampoo and and then you know with the headaches and my husband was just like so is that important huh and i'm like yes i like my rap but after that three-day migraine mm-hmm. and i couldn't do it anymore yeah, yeah, that puts you over the edge, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I mean, when you think about the history of all this perming and all this, like, this obsession with straight hair, right, is just mm-hmm. to mimic European style. Yeah, yeah, and it's become so ingrained that we're we're mimicking each other with the straight hair, too, now, you know? Right. So, yeah, it is, it is very, very deeply ingrained. Um, you know, those mainstream beauty standards that your hair has to be long, it has to be straight, it has to be, you know, flowing a certain way in order for it to be beautiful. Um, and I always say that once you do go natural, and you can tell me if you've experienced this, once you do go natural, you have to, depend on how you did it, if you transition and your mind was in line with your hair, that's one thing. But if you transition first and you go natural, there's another transition that takes place on the inside on the inside of your mind where you shift into actually feeling good in that hair (laughs) you know so a lot of times at first you first go natural and you know you're like what did I do or you know am I you know kind of like shifting your idea of of how you look and how you see yourself yeah I mean that can be so so deep yeah and it was mainly me when I when I went natural I had to get a thicker skin because it was those comments for me you know, mm-hmm. oh, you're having a bad hair day, so you just you just gonna look like that now. You know, the nappy yeah. hair, this and that. So, um, it it changed me into a more of a I don't care what you think, I feel great type. Yes. 
So I yeah. feel like it, it shifted me more to becoming me. Absolutely. And it, and it has that effect. I mean, it's really, really amazing to me how changing the way you wear your hair have such an impact on yourself on your self-image and I feel the same like for me at first I was definitely like okay I really liked it but at the same time you know different comments and reactions from people it felt very uncertain but over time like you said definitely just feel so much more like my outside is reflecting who I am it's all more aligned than I feel it was before yeah, I know. So it, it is a spiritual experience. You know, you hear people that that get um, locks. They they will say a similar thing. Like it's a spiritual mm-hmm. experience to get that. So um, every piece of us is connected in mm-hmm. a sense. So um, I did learn that. So I, I do agree with you. I did feel a shifting when I finally let it go. It wasn't until she cut all my hair though. Like when I was holding on, I still was feeling okay. But when she cut the rest of that perm, I was like. <gasps> Yes. That's when it, the shifting, I believe. It does yeah. something. It really yeah. does. Yeah. So, what what are your, okay, so this is why I reached out to you because <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know, like, like, do you ever reach a point where you do get a little frustrated or think back to going to the perm? Like, like how do you handle the, nat- the, the natural hair, like having to detangle and keep it moisturized <laughs> especially in the winter time I find winter yeah. is the hardest for me and I just throw them in braids and so I just want to know like like how do you maintain temperance during the natural your natural hair journey yeah so you mean those times when it's like you know your hair is tangled or it's like it's dry or maybe something like the um, like you said the season shift and yeah your routine that you had is not working anymore for me it's like having those go-to styles where i can just leave my hair alone um like this for example you know i have my little um you know those what are those um i can't think of the name but those coiled hair bands you put that on put it up tuck it under i'm done (laughs) so just having and and i and i mean like literally think this through write them down whatever you need to do and say like okay when i want a hairstyle where i'm not going to deal with my hair i'm going to wear it in a bun on the back i'm going to wear it a bun at the top i'm going to wear it like you said your two braids um and that that helps me you know keep my keep my routine simple keep my regimen simple um keep my style simple something that i can get done quickly and i don't have to um you know, just just fuss with my hair so much. Um, you can even simplify your routine um, if you need to. You know, sometimes you have like when I'm. Sometimes my routine can be very elaborate. I like to do a lot of steps. I like to try and experiment with a lot of things, especially with the website. I like to be able to have personal experience with some of the techniques. Um, but you know, at times when I'm not in that mood. My, my routine can be very simple. Like just, you can do water rinsing, you can do co-washing, you know, in between those more elaborate um, wash day routines. Yeah, but, and I, I just started co-washing. I love it. It does give me a break. I do. Yeah, <laughs> I you like it. Yeah. I yeah, feel so, like that makes a big difference. So like every wash day doesn't have to be 18 steps. 
I like the 18 steps washies, but <laughs> they don't all have to be that way. <laughs> it's good in moderation. Like every time I washed my hair, it was the 18 steps. And I'm right. like, is this even necessary? Like, I was wondering, <laughs> can you even possibly overwash your hair? Like how often should you wash your hair within a month's time? Yeah, you definitely can overwash it. Um, and you said you just switched or you just started to try co-washing. So that's, that's good. Um, and I always say like, the best way to determine if if a technique or a product's working for, for you is to really observe your own hair. So how often do you want to wash? You know, it really, really depends on your hair. For me, I would say once a week is optimal. Now I can go as far as like two, three weeks and that's okay. Um, so, you know, just pay attention to your hair. Sometimes it depends on the style. Like if you want to wear twist outs, you might you need your hair to be very highly moisturized in order to deal with the fact that it's out um, and you're losing moisture more quickly. If you're wearing a more protective style where your hair is in a bun or it's in like um, flat twist or something like that, it might be retaining moisture on its own more more so. So you may not have to, you know, fuss with it and re-moisturize it as much. So, you know, I feel like everything is so connected, you know, it's always like, well, what, um, what product or oil should I use it does interact with like how often you wash your hair. You know, so like that question you said, how often should you wash your hair? What's optimal? Well, if you use like light water-based um, leave-ins, for example, then you might have to wash your hair less often than if you use like a lot of shea butter and coconut oil and twisting butters and all that kind of stuff. So all those things are connected. Okay. I'm so observe, observe your hair is, is the answer. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I recently had to change um, some products because I noticed my hair was shedding a lot. And mm -hmm. I only um, clip get my ends put maybe twice or three times a year since I don't have a perm anymore. But I noticed when the little, I, don't, I call them twirly things, when there's more twirly things <laughs> in the sink after I wash my hair, I'm like, okay, it's, that's my indication of it's time to get those those yeah. ends clip. So I was wondering if maybe um, if if I would even need to clip, get them clipped that much without fear, considering I don't apply heat that much to my hair. And when I do get my hair done, most times it's in braids. You know, you I know only what? straighten my hair twice a year. Right. I love what you said when you said, when I see the twirly things in the sink, that's when I know, okay, maybe I'm having some breakage. Um, maybe it's time to trim. Maybe, it's, but it could be also time. Maybe it's time to increase moisturizing. Um, but yeah, observing your hair, like take a look at your ends, see if they look like they're split. Um, take your fingers and smooth them down your hair and see how how do those ends feel. So like when you take your hair to your fingers and you smooth them down your strands, does it start to feel like frayed or like a like a broom, like the end of a broom at the ends? So then you know, okay, they're dry. Now, does that mean they need to be trimmed or you need more moisture? Could be a little bit of both. So experiment and observe what you see with your hair. Yeah, it's like a relationship in a sense. Yes. Yeah, yes. It, def it definitely is. And so my question is, what are some solid tips that you can lend to us natural girls that, you know, just generalize information that you can lend to us? I would say, I mean, it really, really depends on your goals. So 
if you are a person who just likes to play with your hair and try different styles, then that's great. And I and I've done I've done both of the two things I'm about to mention. So I, I love to play with my hair and try different styles and do different things. Now for me, my hair type, that usually means that I'm not going to be retaining the maximum amount of, amount of length. And that's fine because that wasn't my goal at the time. I just wanted to try different styles and do different things. So the other approach, if you are wanting to like retain as much length as possible, is to do more low manipulation styles. So styles where you don't have to like move your hair around basically on a regular basis. So that styles like this. So I have this little scrunchy thing in my hair to make the bun at night. I take that off, I put my scarf on, and that's all I really do. In the morning, I take off my scarf. I, I don't even have a pin in this. Oh, wow. Because um, I use really big steel pins because they don't pinch my hair. But I love styles where I don't need to use pins because that means no pinching my hair. <laughs> so because of our hair texture, for mine anyway, I can just tuck it in and it stays right there. <laughs> So that's a low manipulation style. It doesn't require a lot of detangling. It doesn't require a lot of like parting. And um, that's what you want to do more so if you want to retain more length. So I love my twist outs and afros and stuff like that when I'm not as concerned about like retaining length. If you want to, if you're somewhere in the middle, then you can alternate. I really like styles. Another thing I really like is when you can um, adapt styles. So you can start like you have your, is that a twist out you have right now? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you wear your twist out in the beginning of the week, you know, as you go, then maybe you put in a puff in the back in the middle of the week, maybe towards the end of the week, you take the puff and twist it up and tuck it under. So you can kind of transition styles in between your wash days. And I really like doing that too. Yeah, this this always ends up as a ponytail. So that's what put me in. That's why I went to Pinterest to try to find, you know, I, the, the, same, the same hairstyle gets kind of boring. So I try to find like different ways to do it. So last week I did like a different one. And this mm -hmm. week I'm like, yeah, we're going to co-wash and just twist it up. So. Okay. <laughs> and, if you, and there was a lot of styles on Pinterest. I don't know if you saw them, but um, if you go to my Pinterest on my website at the top left is my Pinterest. And... Mm -hmm lots of style boards on there okay i'll follow you on pinterest i definitely because that's where i found i do follow you on pinterest that's how i found yeah so yeah. i'll look into that board with the hairstyle yeah right? yeah i love finding different styles and i try to do a mixture of um of different lengths and, and hair types on there so okay yeah because it's the it's the versatility like i feel like if you're looking the same way yes it kind of gets boring you know mm -hmm. so every once in a while it's just like huh i want to you know Spruce it up a little, so yeah, I yes. do. I do agree with having a little versatility goes a long way. Yes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> styles are important to us. <laughs> we love yes. styles, right? Yes, yes, <laughs> most definitely. Mm -hmm. So before we get into plant-based diet, because I'm real interested in this, because I do not, um, I do not, um, not on the plant-based diet. Okay. Um, we're just gonna stop and um, listen to our sponsor of BetterHelp. We'll be right back. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. People often think anxiety looks one way, but it has many faces and many emotions that sometimes can be overwhelming and daunting. I know about this feeling all too well because at a point I felt powerless to my emotions, almost to the point of drowning in them. 
So I decided to seek out a therapist to later learn that I have generalized anxiety disorder. If you have been experiencing the same feeling, please know that BetterHelp is here to help. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. You have the option of talking with a therapist in a private online environment at your convenience. There is a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's 20,000 plus therapist network that gives you access to help that may not be available in under 48 hours. All you have to do is fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs, and then you get matched with the therapist in under 48 hours. Then you will schedule secure video and phone sessions. Plus, you get to exchange unlimited messages and everything you share is completely confidential. Thanks to therapy, I learned the tools that I needed to conquer my anxiety and over-obsessive thinking. I did it afraid, and I took that leap to talk with someone, to later learn that it was going to be okay and that I was going to be okay. Please know that you can request a new therapist at no additional charge anytime. Join the 3 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced better health therapist. And better yet, get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com BYOK. That's betterhelp.com BYOK because you deserve it. And we're gonna talk about something I have no idea about. I read one of your articles um, before, right before we interviewed so I can sound like I know a little bit. Um, <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so the article I read was the three myths um, about a plant-based diet and you, right. you kinda, um, you, I don't know, you kind of floored me with the no milk thing. Uh, right. Because as in the article, we're, we're kind of raised to say, A, your, your calcium comes from milk. Right. And essentially, yeah. cow's milk is for like calves. They're not really for yes. humans. Like breast milk, human breast milk is just for humans, you know? That's exactly what um, it is. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I just want you to expound upon that a little bit. You know, I just <laughs> want to know a little bit about that. <laughs> sure. So I was raised definitely on milk and does the body good and you need it for strong bones and all of that so you know i was right there with you when i learned about this but basically as you said um the milk of every species is for that species babies um so you know human breast milk is for human babies cow breast milk essentially is for um, cow babies um and so this is why this is part of the reason why and i don't know if this is you too but i'm lactose intolerant and lactose intolerance is very very common throughout the entire world um and that's because we are born being able to, to digest lactate just as babies when we're drinking the milk from our mothers and then that goes away for most people as they get older because they're not drinking the milk from their mothers now there is a mutation for some people, Europeans mostly, um, that allows them to continue breaking down that lactase as they get older, the lactose. So that's basically the story. So a, a lot of people in the black community, um, black and brown people throughout the world, really um, in Asia as well, um, are lactose intolerant. So, and, the, and that's the reason why. Now you mentioned also like, well, where, well, if we're lactose intolerant, where are we going to get calcium from? Right. right. <laughs> and again, I was raised on big glasses of milk and, 
Um, you know, that was a big part of our diet growing up. We got the dry milk and everything. But um, what I didn't know is that there's calcium in leafy greens. There's calcium in beans. There's calcium in almonds. So there's calcium in other foods um, so that we don't actually need milk from cows in order to get um, calcium. Now, when my daughter was, you know, she was about to turn one and I was like, okay, and she's and she's um, allergic to milk. So, so I was like, well, what am I supposed to do? Because that's when you're supposed to transition them to cow's milk, right? right. Um, so what do I do? And I asked the doctor, um, is it necessary to transition her to cow's milk? The doctor, you know, initially was like wavering a little bit. And I said, okay, yes, a lot of people do that. Um, it is something you can do. And I kind of pinned them down and said, do you have to do that? Is, do you, does she have to have milk? And the doctor said, no, her pediatrician said no. Because if she has a varied diet with some of the foods that I mentioned, she will likely get plenty of calcium. Um, in her diet. So so cow's milk is not required um, to have, you know, a well-balanced diet. Another thing that cow's milk has in it is fat. It's a real, it's a good source of fat in your diet. Um, it is a source of fat that's pretty common for most people because most people, you know, partake in milk um, in, in the U.S. anyway. Um, again, you can get fat from other places in your diet. So the bottom line is that the nutrients that you get from milk are good for you, but you can get them from other places. So that's, you know, that's really the story with milk. Hmm. Now the meat, like, okay, so if you're cutting off meat, what would be the substitution of protein? Right. And that's another, that's another big thing. So I always tell this story. When I was in college, I initially tried to go vegetarian. And I did that because I realized that meat was like a big expense on my grocery bill. <laughs> and I was a broke college student. So I was like, okay, let me just eat spaghetti instead of, you know, buying chicken and all this meat. Um, so I'm going to go vegetarian. Um, now, after maybe six months of doing this, I felt terrible. I really, really felt terrible. So I thought, okay, it must be because I need meat. But what I didn't realize was it was because I didn't replace the meat with anything. Mm -hmm. So just like I said with milk, there are nutrients in meat that are good for your body. But you don't have to get those nutrients from meat. Meat is not required. So you can get protein from beans. There's a lot of protein in um, all types of beans, especially lentils and soybeans. Um, we, I eat a lot of beans, <laughs> a lot of them. And the other thing is that there's protein in just about every food. There's a lot of protein in um, whole grains as well. So as far as plant foods go, beans, soybeans, including like tofu, those have the most protein. After that would be whole grains. And then most of your vegetables have a few um, grams of protein. So that if you eat a variety of plant-based foods, you will get enough protein. Another thing with protein to keep in mind is that um, the amount of protein that you need may not be in line with the amount of protein that you actually think you need or that you are eating. So for me, at one time I was eating like, you know, four pieces of chicken a day, plus I might have some, uh, some kind of meat, some sausage or whatever for breakfast, right? With that much meat, you're getting 
a lot of protein and it may not be like you may not even need that much so the um just the concept in your mind of how much protein you actually need may be more than you actually need and it varies per person depending on depending on like your activity level if you're an athlete you're going to need more protein right but there are vegan athletes so um it is possible to get enough protein as long as you have a varied diet right and sugar that's another thing i want to touch on um, I saw an article about that, but I dare not read that next week. <laughs> I know that sugar is um, the main cause for a lot of things, not just obesity, inflammation. Yeah. Um, uh, what was the other thing? It's inflammation, I think it's tied to cancer, all types of things. And yeah. sugar and additives and things of that sort, even almost everything that we eat if it's not grown, you know? Yes. Um, it's almost like the food that we're eating that that's supposed to be um nutritious is actually killing us in the industry yeah yeah You're absolutely right with that um i used to be like i mean i i still would say that i have a major major sweet tooth and always have ever since i was a little kid um now over the years i've been able to kind of shift some of my sweet tooth into more natural foods like fruit um even i make my own sweets where i can control the amount of sugar that's in them but you're totally right like sugar is a is a big is a big challenge i mean whether you're whether you're an omnivore you eat everything or you're plant-based or vegan definitely need to keep an eye on the sugar it definitely does um impact and contribute to a lot of the health issues um you know, I, I have all kinds of resources about sugar and reducing that in your diet. I mean, I would say the best, like just just like what I said, the, the best two things you can do in terms of sugar are replacing those foods with, um, you know, either homemade or natural sources of sugar. Just to kind of like, you can still have sweets, but when they're store-bought, you can't control how much sugar is in there. Right. Um, and then also uh, really just eating, like feeding your body, eating more. Because um, sometimes when, and this is something that used to happen to me a lot, like I wouldn't eat breakfast and then mid-morning I would be starving. Um, and then I would be like, that that vending machine looks good right, right now. <laughs> you know, or at work, you know, somebody's got cupcakes, somebody's got brought in a cake or whatever that looks a lot more attractive when you're not like keeping your blood sugar up throughout the day and that's something that has helped me a lot too with, with the sugar craving that is and and you know what there i like coconut sugar i played around the different types of sugar too um i was afraid to do like the um, artificial sweeteners because i read it was attached to cancer um cancer is like my fear like ah and so <laughs> probably most people's right um, and so I was, I was doing, uh, what was it? It had to be paleo. It had to be one of those to make me even do that. And I tried the coconut sugar and it's just as sweet as white sugar. Mm -hmm. It is. Yeah. And it's, and it's healthier actually. So, um, even playing around with that certain fruits, um, some fruit, I believe they, they even have high sugar content that you yeah. got to look out, look out for. So um like i guess just like with the hair just getting creative and seeing seeing what works yeah i mean i would say that look so with fruits berries are really good um low glycemic index um meaning that they won't have such an impact on your blood sugar but i will say like if you have a choice between 
a candy bar or like a high sugar fruit, go with the fruit every time. <laughs> the benefit, the thing about fruit is that even when it's higher in sugars, it also has fiber, which is really, really good. And most people don't get enough. Um, and it also has a lot of nutrients. So it comes in a package that has like a lot of good stuff for you. So um, even if it is one of the higher sugar fruits, you know, depending on what you're choosing it over, still can make a really good impact. And like you said, sugar is in so many um, processed foods. Like I'm sure you probably noticed like ketchup and even things like where you would never even think like barbecue sauce, <laughs> you never think like sugar's in there, but it is. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the more you can make things yourself and stick with like whole natural foods, the better with in terms of like reducing sugar. Another big challenge for me was was pasta and crackers and things like that mm -hmm. that I didn't realize. <laughs> right. I didn't realize these are basically having the same effect because they break down fast in your body and spike your blood sugar. So, um yeah, that's that's the story of my life. My doctor um, was like, can we just eat 75 grams of carbs a day? And I'm like, oh, this is nothing. So I don't eat bread every day. Then I realized when I went to Google, carbs is in absolutely everything. Yes. It is like 20 something carbs just in an apple. So right. it, it is yes. a challenge. I mean, I have my fitness pal now to do it for me because what I wasn't about to do is google every time i ate something but absolutely it's, it's carbs in every absolutely everything um yeah. what was the reason to get off of um i think she was watching my inflammation um because i know there are good carbs and bad carbs i'm pretty sure i was eating all the bad ones so she just was like we're well, just limited just limited and mm -hmm. so it, it's kind of on the same wavelength as sugar for me like it's sugar and carbs and absolutely everything. Like something you think is healthy can be like the worst thing. Like I heard sugar-free things are more dangerous to you than the regular, the regular um, food or whatever with the sugar. So I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So so the food manufacturers, right? It's tricky because uh -huh. it's exactly what you said. Okay, sugars and everything. Uh, now stuff without the sugar isn't the best for you either. So what happens a lot of times is, so what we love is, what we all love as humans, it's part of our, our design is sugar, fat, salt. We like it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so when the food manufacturers make foods and then they decrease the sugar in order to make it more desirable for us, then they increase the fat or they increase the salt. So it's always like, uh, balancing those three different ingredients. So if they reduce the salt, they might increase the fat. And they decrease the fat, they might increase the sugar. So that's why I would say like one of the big things, like if you don't take anything else away from the conversation about like how to eat better is just stick with things in their whole natural form as much as possible. Now it doesn't have to be everything, but the more like if you can eat one more piece of fruit than you are than you are now, or if you can eat one more vegetable than you are now, because that stuff doesn't have anything added to it. So um, that can kind of displace some of that, um, you know, those three ingredients that the food manufacturers are always uh, tweaking and playing with. Wow, they playing with our food. That's, <laughs> just you saying that, I'm just like, oh man. They're playing with our food, however, all of a sudden there's a food shortage of all the natural things and 
Yeah, now we're stuck with a lot of additives. I went into a grocery store and everything is just so bare all of a sudden. So I'm like, what are we gonna do? But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole nother podcast, right? <laughs> so um, we're okay. So before we get into the signature question, I do want to ask you, like, what um encourage you to start natural your your site naturally. Well, um, I initially started Naturally You um, in 2020, no, 2003. So I started that because back then there were no resources. There were none. I mean, it was like, there was one forum that I knew of. Um, it was called Sisterhood Plus, And it was like a literal like forum. It wasn't like there was no Facebook, there was no social media, <laughs> it was like a forum, right? So that was the only place that I know of where you could go and like ask questions and share tips and things like that about natural hair. Um, being natural wasn't very common back then. So I started the website back then to just really share everything that I was learning and help people um, to get more people to go natural, you know, people who wanted to, um, to really provide resources and information about how to do it. Um, and also like to promote some of the companies that were showing up back then um, to serve the community. Um, now, after a while, I took a break. I took a long hiatus, which was probably 10 years, 15 years. Um, and then I brought it back because I found, let's see, this was in 2018. I found I was getting questions. I was still getting questions. Like people were asking me like, how did you go natural? How did you do that style? What products did you use? And I thought, you know what? This is still needed. So I brought it back. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you, because it's, it's much needed. And like I said, one of your articles helped me to realize, like, I need to add more moisture. Like, it's, it's shiny today, but when I was on Pinterest, it was just so dull all the time. So mm -hmm. I just had to change to more. I had a lot of water-based things, and I didn't know. Things. So I'm just reading through your articles and I'm like, man, I'm, I just got to, I just want to talk to her. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, because you're so helpful and being on kind is all about, you know, people that's trying to reach people, you know, mm -hmm. and helping them be a better them. And hair is important too, you know, is. hair yeah. is important, skin is in important. And uh, what we just talked about, like what you consume is important because it actually helps with the hair and skin. I'm learning that as well. Cause like I said, I have eczema, as you can see right there. Mm -hmm. And when I drink the water like I should, when I eat the vegetables like I should, this magically disappears. So it's, it's just so all amazing. about, yeah, all about what you're putting into your body. It's so important. So yeah. it's almost, you have to be intentional about absolutely everything. The older I get, that's what I'm learning. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. love that. I love the self-awareness. And you know, the holistic approach is just, it, it's amazing. You are so powerful. Like all of us are so powerful to be able to make change, to be able to improve and impact our own health and well-being. And it's really, really amazing. Yeah. Well, thank you. And thank you for, thank you for your site. Cause I'm on there. <laughs> <laughs> I do appreciate it, enjoy it. So here at BYLK, we do have a signature question. And uh, that question is, if you could describe yourself in one word, what would it be and why? Wow. Um, one word. <laughs> That's a hard question. Um, I think I would say that I'm 
I'm a conscientious person. Um, I try to be thoughtful. I really try to think through the things that I do. Um, and I really try to be considerate in the things that I do. Like when I'm creating content for my website, I really try to put my myself in my audience's shoes. I really try to think about like, what would people need? What would they need to know? How can I make it more step-by-step? -step? How can I make it more simple? Um, and just, I just am, am very caring. Like I just really care about people and care about serving and helping people. So I would say I'm a pretty conscientious person. And I, I truly feel that in your site. So you, you're, you're on the ball with that. Yeah, because you really are helping a lot of people and it is very thought out. It's for the person that's just um, beginning a natural um, hair lifestyle to someone who is like an expert. And so I love that. It's just for all levels. And yes. um, that's what drew me to keep reading. Cause some, sometimes I read natural content it goes right over my head. Like mm -hmm. 4C, 4B, I don't know what this is. I'm, I'm like, <laughs> if you're 4C, do this. If you're 4A, I, I, I don't know that. But just say A. Put some oil in your hair, girl. Like I, <laughs> that I can understand. Because yeah. we're all not we're all not experts in everything, you know. Right. So it's, it's good to be able to read something and relate and apply it and be encouraged in in that process. So, right. um, and that's that's what your side did for me. So, I'm um, so glad. Yeah. And so thank you so much for being on the podcast. I really, really do appreciate that. And for other people that are that want to learn more about plant-based diet, um, skin regimen, hair regimen, where can people find you? I made a special page on the website. So it's at naturallyyoumag.com slash B-Y-O-K. So if you go to that website, naturallyyoumag.com slash B-Y-O-K, then you can see um, some free resources, both for natural hair and also for plant-based lifestyle. Oh, nice, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> that just made me smile. <laughs> awesome, awesome. And I'm gonna actually go over there too. <laughs> What's going on over there? Um, anything else you'd like to add before we, before we head out? Well, I guess the main thing is, like I said, just pay attention to you. Always dial into how are you responding to things? How is your hair responding to what you're doing? How is your body responding to what you're doing? Dial into you and always make a decision based on that. I love that, which takes paying attention to yourself, which is something that I feel we all need to be reminded of from time to time. So I love yes. that. I love that. I love that. Well, thank you again, Kaya, for being on um, being on the podcast. I'm really excited to have spoken with you, and I've learned more <laughs> about natural natural hair and even, um, you know, cutting out milk because I am addicted to milk. So, um, <laughs> thinking of different alternatives, you know, that that'll suit my body better. So, um, listeners, I hope that um, you have learned something, and um, make sure that you go go over to. I'm gonna put. This, the um the link in the description box for anyone that wants to check out the, the free resources and the link and and learn some things you know it's, it's okay to not know something i think what makes it kind of kind of bad is when you don't try to learn or you don't try to grow or you don't try to change so um changing is inevitable so why not be intentional with it you know so um until next time um be sure to be kind to each other and kind to yourself and bye.
Bye. Thank you.